I quit my $171,000 software engineering job. Hi, welcome back to episode 14 of Backs of All Trades podcast. And no, that's not clickbait. I really did quit my software engineering job. And many people are probably thinking, oh, he's just going to do social media full time. And that's not actually what it is. I'm going to a much more risky opportunity. And this episode is just dedicated to talking about why. It's more of a ranting type episode. I know I've done a lot of guest episodes recently, and if I sound a little bit under the weather, that's because I am, but I just want to share more insight into how I came to this decision, why I'm making such a big jump, uh, because many people do know me as the big tech software engineer. I give advice on how to break into big tech. I talk a decent amount about my salary and making so much money at my young age. Hopefully that doesn't come off as braggadocious, but regardless, uh, I make a lot less now and I'll be talking about that as well. But the first thing I want to talk about is that I quit my job and that is not because I didn't like my previous job. I actually really did like my previous job. I got to work on really cool problems. It was my first job out of college and I got to work with some really, really talented software engineers where I sort of speed tracked a lot of growth in my career. I ended up getting promoted a year into my journey and I was a, an IC4 or individual contributor for. Uh, so I was basically the next level beyond just an new grad. And I was paid $171,000 a year base salary and given stock options on top of that. And everything was all happy-go-lucky, right? Well, not exactly. Um, I really enjoyed my job, but I wasn't necessarily fulfilled really deep down. Uh, I, I enjoyed the work that I was doing. I felt like I was learning a lot, but it still felt very much like work. And a lot of people are thinking right now, well, yeah, you're getting paid so much. Of course it's work. You know, I'm not going to just take that at face value. Uh, I wanted to have a bit more of an intrinsic motivation rather than just a monetary one to do the work that I was doing. Um, additionally, I wasn't really friends with my coworkers. And for many people, they aren't friends with their coworkers. But uh, I'm a very, very social person. I'm very extroverted. I pretty much always have been. And so I was not building the close-knit connections that I really wanted to at my previous company. And that was kind of a product of just a personality mismatch of the team, but then also the age really of my coworkers. My coworkers on average were significantly older than I was, even in their 30s, upwards of 40s, and in some cases even 50s and beyond. And so I was far and away one of the youngest people at the company, and that made it harder to relate with people. And so all that being said, um, I was not looking for other opportunities uh, but that was always in the back of my mind. And I started having the stars aligning. I'm not superstitious by any means, but I had a couple back-to-back -back conversations that were really kind of nudging me or at least planting a seed in my brain. And those who are following along with the podcast know basically these conversations happened almost chronologically. My first one was with Squid Pactor, uh, otherwise known as Lucas Pactor, but I did an episode on him. He went and started a company right out of college and he's killing it. He's doing super well. Shout out Lucas. And he, in my conversation with him, we were talking about, you know, what we're actually doing to build this beyond just the social media presence. And, um, I, you know, was working my nine to five job normally and building the social media thing, but 
I was kind of, I even mentioned it in the episode that I was a little bit complacent because I was making so much money, but I knew that I was meant for more. And, um, he kind of, that conversation was kind of like, damn, I, I want to be doing something closer to what he's doing. Um, and so that was conversation number one. Then I had one with, uh, Chris Klaus, who is the investor. He's literally, he started a, a cybersecurity company that then turned into a billion dollars. If you haven't checked out that episode, it's still my favorite episode I've done to date. Go check it out. But, uh, he invests in startups all the time and, he and I are talking about it. And in the episode, he goes, well, when are you starting your startup? And again, that conversation of like, oh, I'm meant for, for more than this. And then I had it with, um, my, another, with Michael from higher up wellness. And he recently quit his day job, uh, to do social media and coaching full-time same conversation. And then I did it with Zach Schenken, a former student, like co-student of mine, uh, at Georgia tech. We met at Georgia tech and he has his own business and is doing that. And all of these conversations kept happening. And this was all of when I was in Atlanta um, with my family. And I'm, you know, thinking about how I'm about to fly back to San Francisco and go back to my normal day job and continue doing what I'm doing. The best case scenario is maybe I, you know, work really hard and get promoted in another year or even two years from now, keep working on the stuff I'm doing. I would still be learning, but maybe not as quickly as I would want to. And again, the work wasn't fulfilling me. And again, again, the friendships and the relationships I were making were not as deep as I would have liked them to be, right? And I get a phone call um, from a family friend while I'm in Atlanta, and I've known this guy uh, since I was probably like six or seven, I think is probably when we met. And he's five years older than I am. Um, in Albuquerque, he actually ended up tutoring me and my twin brother in Arabic. So he's also Lebanese. And I know he's been working on a startup called Brev.dev. And I'll put all of this in the description below. And he starts talking. He actually was calling my my dad at the time. And um, he handed me the phone and we start talking. And he is talking about how good the company is doing, how they're looking to grow and hire another engineer who's particularly in backend and particularly has more knowledge on like cloud and distributed systems because that's an area that they uh, have room for growth. And again, those things start clicking in my head. And so I start discussing with him and I'm like, uh, yeah, I know we've talked before about like you hiring more people and this is actually something I'm a bit more open to. And I believe he used the phrase, oh, now that I know that there's blood in the waters, come come work, like co-work with us when you get back to San Francisco. And now I start getting really excited. Uh, I, you know, this gears start turning in my head again, looking back to all those previous conversations. And uh, again, sorry, I'm sick. So I, if I sound a little nasally, that's why I'm getting better. And I still had like another week in Atlanta, but I cannot stop thinking about this opportunity. And I start doing more research on what they do, what Brev does. And I start talking with Nader some more. And when I get back to San Francisco, I get back on a Monday. On Wednesday, I go and co-work there and I bring my work laptop and I'm working on my normal day job stuff while simultaneously I'm meeting and talking with the other two employees. There's a total of three employees working at this company at this time. And um, they work in like a living room I, and Natter actually lives in the house where the headquarters is and they work in a living room and they do a scrum together and they, we all go out to lunch together and they're talking and they're talking like f- really good friends with one another, but also building this thing together and how passionate they are about it. And just listening to that, it starts getting me really excited. 
And uh, I decide to essentially interview with them. They offer me an interview and I go through a standard not a standard interview process. Actually, I like their interview process. So I'll share it briefly, which is they offered me, um, one was a whiteboard interview. That's the more standard kind of lead Cody type interview, which I've never been the strongest at. Um, I honestly have not done that much lead code. I should have done more. And one of my biggest regrets in college was not doing more lead code. I highly recommend it. I think that it, especially if you want to go into big tech, regardless, I did well enough. I did it with their CTO, great guy, super bright. And, um, then the secondary screen was uh, something that I really liked. Actually, they gave me version 1.0 of their code base and asked me to critique it and actually offer up improvements. And here's where I think I really got to shine. And so I did what I think to be a good job, good enough. And um, I remember getting an email from Natter. Again, he's the CEO and founder of Brev. And he sent me an email that said like, hey, you know, we've really enjoyed the interview process thus far some points of improvement on the whiteboarding session. Um, we would like you to do one more technical screen. Uh, don't worry about it. There's no time limit. Please get me the answer by Monday and sends the link to the technical screen and I click it and it's actually the offer. So he trolled me, uh, but that's just the sense of humor he has. And, um, at this point I'm super excited. My mind is beyond made up. Um, Again, massive pay cut. I'm not going to share what my new salary is uh, for privacy reasons of the company. Just know that when you join a startup at this stage, again, I'm number four at this company, it is much more heavily weighted in equity, meaning I own a percentage of the company. And if the company then becomes worth many hundreds of millions of dollars, obviously that is going to far outpace any salary that you would get at any big tech company. Um, So obviously that's a dream, but a massive pay cut and I accept it. And so I tell my team at my current company, um, to much their dismay, they were very surprised. It kind of came out of left field. I'm always a very outgoing, uh, extroverted, happy guy. And like I said, I wasn't really looking for new opportunities. This was a speed tracked process. Um, so I wasn't quiet quitting, nothing like that. And we're kind of still in that process, actually. Like, I'm not even done fully working with at my current company. My last day is actually in the after the first week in January. And, uh, but that's the story. I mean, I'm joining a startup as the fourth employee at brev.dev. All the links will be in the description. Go follow them. And uh, it is something I'm super excited about. And I want to talk a bit more about what that feels like, right? How do I feel comfortable making a decision like this? Because I am foregoing, I'm giving up a very stable, high paying tech job, um, making in the top 1% of people for my age to go join this super high risky thing where I'll literally, I'm going to have no health insurance. I'm going to be working in some dude's living room. To many people, that would seem like a dumb idea, right? Why do I feel comfortable making this decision? Well, Now's really the time to take risks. I mean, I'm 24, so I'm two years out of college now, uh, and I have no kids. I have no wife. I don't have a mortgage. Really, the only thing I'm responsible for is myself. And I mentioned the health insurance thing, but I'm fortunate enough that I can hop back on my parents' health insurance. Uh, and so I can do that until I'm 26 years old here in the United States. And so what's, what really am I risking? Like, what is the worst case scenario? That's what you have to play out when you make a decision like this. What is the worst case scenario? Let's say that the 
company is a terrible idea and which I don't think it is, but let's say it is, it's a terrible idea. It's going to go nowhere and it all crashes and burns. Well, first off, because I've maintained good relationships at my previous company, I can go back and work for them. Worst case scenario. And if that doesn't work, then I can still, I still have the skills I could apply and go to another company. It, I don't think it would be that difficult for me. And so maybe I lose, you know, six months, a year, even two years of a stable salary. It's not the end of the world. Uh, and so in reality, the the bigger risk in my mind is not taking it. Like not making this decision is the bigger risk. Because let's say, you know, I say, ah, too risky. And then I watch from the sidelines as this becomes the next big thing. How, like, do you think I would ever be able to forgive myself for not making the jump, knowing that I was thinking about it, knowing that it was within my fingertips and then saying, oh, I'm too scared. Like I want to take the safe route. No, I would, I would hate myself probably forever. It just wouldn't be good for my mental health. So that's how I'm like comfortable taking the risk, right? The worst case versus the best case. The best case far outweighs the worst case. Um, more than that, I am make a decent amount of money for my social media. Uh, if you guys you know don't know, I've got a decent platform on TikTok, on Instagram. All my links are somewhere. But uh, yeah, so that that I that can almost support myself entirely, like my living from social media alone. And so even though I'm taking a massive pay cut at this new company, um, I can, you know, still feed myself. I can still keep a roof over my head. So thanks to everybody watching this for helping me be able to also feel comfortable taking this risk. Uh, so that's, that's another reason why I feel comfortable making it. Uh, I want to talk a bit more about the company itself. Now, um, the company is called Brev. Uh, brev.dev if you want to look it up. And it is the easiest way that you can fine tune and train models using artificial intelligence uh, for, you know, artificial intelligence is obviously all the rage these days. I don't think I have to prove that to anybody. If you haven't heard about it, you're probably living under a rock. And training and tuning these models is actually very computationally expensive. And usually you should do it on GPUs. GPU is the type of computer chip that is more optimized for essentially the type of oper like compute that is needed to train and tune these models. And Brev gives the developer the easiest way to do that without them having to go and find their own GPUs and set up the environment and everything like that. That's where Brev comes in. And I think it's a good idea. They're starting to get some users, or I should say we are starting to get some users. And if you want to become a user, there's a ton of documentation on how to do it. Um, I'm working through actually creating a, essentially like a resume project idea for students I, using Brev. I think that would be a great idea. Um, if you want to learn more about the company, go check out the website and go check out the documentation. Uh, the more that it grows, the more that you're helping me. So, uh, please go spread the word, but, uh, the team itself is awesome. Uh, I've met them now. I've been spending a decent amount of time with them. And like I said, it's a team of three people, two guys and one girl. And, uh, they're all like some of the smartest people I've ever met. But more than that, they actually are people I could see becoming friends with. And that's where the difference is between, you know, my previous company and where I'm at now is these are high energy, extroverted, young professionals who have a dream, who are all trying to pursue that dream and are on this journey together. And uh, I'm excited to be part of that. 
And that's a big draw for me, right? Because even if it crashes and burns, then everybody, you know, is on it together. And if everyone is 100% committed, then uh, it's more likely to succeed. And being close, like being tied more to the success of the thing, right? At my previous company, uh, I can work super, super hard, but really nothing I could do. I could work 10 times harder than I'm already working and it wouldn't really be able to change the course of the entire company. It was too big. This is totally different, right? How we each put in our effort could totally change the trajectory of the company. Also, I'm super interested in artificial intelligence and machine learning. Uh, for those who don't know, I studied computer engineering at Georgia Tech, but my minor was in computer science. And at Georgia Tech, you can pick a thread. And the th my thread at Georgia Tech was uh, intelligence, right? M meaning artificial intelligence. And so it's something that I've had some previous experience with that I'm super interested in. Uh, I've been following along the space. Like if, if you look at my YouTube history, a lot of AI related stuff. And uh, so being able to get back in touch with that, because I actually don't do any AI stuff in my current company, will be super, super cool. Uh, I'm also excited that I get to share it with you. So at my current company, I can't, or my previous company, whichever, like basically not Brev, I couldn't share what I was doing on social media. I would get questions all the time. Can you tell us a bit more about your job? What do you actually do? And I was concerned to do that because of the social media policy at my company. Um, and I wanted to protect my job. Well, now that I'm at Brev, it's actually advantageous for me to share it because the more we get the word out about the company, the more users we get. And so I will actually be able to document the journey of building the startup and sharing it with all of you. And so you'll get to see exactly what I'm doing. But then more than that, you'll get to see the trials and tribulations of building something zero to one, or in this case, probably closer to one to two, because a lot of it's already built, right? I'm not joining at the literal founding stage, even though my title is founding engineer. Um, they already have customers. They already have some semblance of product market fit. And so I think that it will be a very unique type of content, kind of what, for example, Lucas Pactor is doing with his brand, but even more of the nitty gritty and particularly in the software space. I don't really know of many other content creators who can give you the perspective of building the startup that will hopefully be successful um, so openly. Um, so hopefully I can do that. And hopefully you guys are interested in that. If you are, please let me know in the comments below. And if you're watching, by the way, at this point, please subscribe, like, if you're listening on any podcast platform, give me five stars. I've been getting a lot of love on my YouTube lately. Um, I really want to continue growing that. So uh, any support you can do by sharing or subscribing helps me out a lot. All right, back into the episode, I guess. As I mentioned before, like when Brev succeeds, I succeed. And when I succeed, Brev succeeds. And so uh, make sure to go follow brev.dev on LinkedIn and on Twitter uh, on all the social medias because we just want to get the word out at this point. And you'll be seeing my face across those social medias as well. Uh, really, I'm excited for work and life to kind of blend together. And for many people, that sounds like a bad thing, but let me explain. At the moment, as I mentioned before, I'm not really friends with my coworkers. Imagine this is how I described it to my friend in my Insta, like, like my boys chat. You know, I talked about how I'm really close friends with all of my boys from high school. And uh, we were talking about me going to the startup. And I said, okay, now imagine like building a Minecraft house with all of your boys. Now imagine if that Minecraft house was worth a billion dollars. 
And that's how I described it, right? Because if you're friends with the people, especially this in this intimate of an environment and you're building something, it can be fun. Like it can literally be fun while you're building it. And that's what I'm hoping to happen and what I see happening. And uh, additionally, like social media, instead of being adversarial, will now be complementary. Previously, like it was adversarial. If I was building stuff related to my social media, it could actually negatively infect my job. And uh, when I was building my, if I was working a lot at my job to progress my career, that would be taking away time from my social media. Now I can combine the two. And so I can be talking about what I'm dealing with. If there's a late night at the office working on some bug or something, I can document that and share that with you. Um, Also for me, motivation is really non-linear. And I think a lot of people will relate to this. Essentially, there are days where I don't really feel like doing a whole lot. And when you're at a very standard nine to five, what that means is that you have to kind of pretend to be busy. Everyone's had this experience if you've had a job to where you're clicking your mouse around, moving it around, going to the break room every 10 minutes, whatever, because the motivation just isn't there. And actually pretending to be doing work when you're not doing work can be harder sometimes than when you're actually doing really enthralling, interesting work. And because this job is a bit more non-traditional, at least right now, uh, that means that some days, if the motivation is firing, I can work much, much, much longer and actually feel motivated to do so. Because again, I'm directly tied to the success of the thing. Whereas, you know, at a standard nine to five, if you're working until eight, nine p.m., you're going to be miserable. In this case, I won't be. Um, but additionally, if there are some days where I'm sick or I'm just not feeling it, I could do either something related to the business that's not directly coding or nothing at all, uh, because the motivation is like this. It's not just flat throughout the day. Um, this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode, but sort of like what's next, right? This, I've just dropped a bomb on you guys and what's next for me? Well, as I mentioned, I'm going to start the new year at the new company. And actually I'm super excited for this. We're going to start in Chattanooga, Tennessee. There's this co-working space out there that looks so cool where it is essentially an old brickyard that they've converted into this like startup co-working space. And so it's got like a sauna and cold plunges and a gym attached to the place with like these fire rooms that are just built for like the most well curated work vibes ever. And that'll be my first two weeks uh, at the company. We'll be working from there. And so I'm excited to make a lot of content there. I think that that would be super interesting and uh, also will give me a speed track to becoming like building rapport with my new coworkers and uh, just generally drinking from a fire hose, which I'm going to be doing probably forever, actually, that it's a startup, but definitely for the first three to six months. And so uh, I'm excited to do that. And I'll be, like I said, recording a lot of content from there. If you guys are interested, by the way, I could do an episode of my podcast with the CEO and co-founder. I think that that would be super interesting. I was actually wondering, I was going to have him on even before I was working with him. But now that I'm working with him, I think that it'd be even more interesting. Um, I'm going to, like I said, introduce you hopefully to more of the, my other coworkers as well. Um, They already have somewhat of like a platform, but I want to even elevate that further, especially on the social medias that maybe they aren't as big. Um, And I want to ultimately, you know, turn Brev into a unicorn. 
turn Brev into a billion dollar company. I didn't explain a lot about what Brev is here. Like I said, go check it out in the description below, but I'm sure I'll do many videos on that in the future, particularly on my short form places, but maybe on YouTube as well. And ultimately you can be a part of it. Like you can be a part of this journey of seeing us turn Brev into hopefully something super successful. And additionally, you might like literally be able to be a part of it. Now here's where it's, I'm talking about the future now, but uh, eventually, once the company grows, we'll be looking to have, you know, interns and have full-time employees. And if that's something you're interested in, if you're interested in literally working with me, then follow along, right? Make sure to follow along the journey. Um, we're not having them yet, but Brev has had interns in the past. And once that happens, I'll make sure to blast it everywhere. So you're not going to miss it, right? As long as you're following me, you'll see that I, we're putting out, for example, internship applications. But um, yeah, you, you might have a chance to work with me, which would be super cool and be part of this project together. And so um, I just want to once again, say like, thank you. Uh, and I'm so excited for this new chapter of my life. And I'm excited to share that chapter with y'all. And I hope that you are excited to see the new content as well. I think that, uh, like I said, this building of a startup is something that I think could be pretty unique on social media. Um, and you know, even though I'm sick, like I, I had to make this video because I'm just so fired up and I think that the energy will continue to last for a really long time. Um, I'll be having more guests in the future uh, on my podcast as well. I know that I have had a number of guest podcasts in the past, but I'll continue to do solo episodes as well. The The podcast is kind of free form. If you have any suggestions on what you want to see or how you would like the direction of the content to go on YouTube specifically, please let me know. Other than that, please like, comment, subscribe. Um, if you're excited about, you know, the Brev stuff, leave a comment specifically about that below. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to episode 14 of Backs of All Trades podcast, and I'll see you in the next one.